Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is Tuesday. We got a big show. Going to review what happened this weekend. Some things were truly disgusting. Me and my BFF, my compadre, my companion, professional better, extraordinaire, Mr. Simon Hunter. What up, brother? Chad, I'll, I'll let you just get right after it off the top. What the hell? Last night, Bears, Pittsburgh, Bears what? coming for that backdoor win. I mean, they were in opportunity, had the perfect play. You, you can't celebrate now. You came and walk past officials. I mean, how are Bears fans not losing their minds today? Let me just remind people of the rundown of the show. We're <laughs> going to talk about the full slate. We're going to narrow it down into the bets we like the best that we will try to coalesce around on Thursday. We'll probably talk about a big balls bet of the week. Today or Thursday, we will talk about a Simon Says bet of the week, probably today, the bet you have to make immediately. We will play some scooch roulette. Simon will make his bona fide guaranteed pick. I will do the same. As a Bears fan, and as a football fan, and as a football better, it's almost becoming impossible to watch these games in the last five minutes. You know there is going to be a holding penalty a pass interference penalty, a defensive holding penalty. And we can talk about like, oh, it's part of the game, blah, blah, blah. A, it ruins the enjoyment of the game. It it like takes the game out of the player's hands and it's putting them in the official's hands, number one. And it's becoming egregious. And last night, that fucking call on the taunting where the ref didn't even throw the flag until after he had hip-checked the Bears linebacker. It's appalling. The NFL should be disgusted. It's a fucking pox on the game. How can you watch it? You can't watch it. There's no enjoyment. I'm not getting enjoyment out of watching these games in any way, to be clear. Like, I've, in many instances, not even as a better, just as like as a fan, like, there's turnovers in the red zone. Obviously, that's not the, the league's fault. But the calls themselves, it's like, I I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even watch the Titans Rams game on Sunday night. Did not watch a second of it because I'm just sick of watching the refs ruin these games. And that's the sickest part is it's a billion dollar business. And this guy is deciding the exchange of millions and millions of dollars by having his own ego involved. Like his quotes after the game, you can go back and read it. I do think he's going to either have to step down or he's going to get punished by the NFL because his comments after the game where he said, he didn't say anything. I just saw him turn to their sideline after a celebration. And to me, that's taunting. So this man's taking a own personal Like it's not a foul. There's no holding. There's no penalty on the play. He's, he's choosing his own ways to determine what's taunting and what's not that, that changed the whole game. Like they literally, that went from being a huge sack to a 15 yard penalty. I needed that game bad. Um, I mean, we can talk about this past week. Basically, that Dallas one probably hurt the most. That was our survivor pick. Um, I wish I could act smart, say me and Chad would have avoided that. We had the Bills. That was our second plan. So we we were going down. We we weren't going to dodge that bullet this week. I mean, I wish I'd go back in time and stick to our guns with Miami. But I was all in on Houston with Tyrod Taylor back. I have two big money survivor pools. I'm in. I'm out of both now because I had the Bills in my other one. So 
I don't know about you, Chad. Are you left in any? Because I'm done now for the season. No, I had uh, we had the Cowboys, and then in the other one, I had the Bills. Yeah, so you're right there with me. Sickening. Luckily, some people that I helped do theirs, like I might maybe be able to get some money out of it. Uh, they went Colts, and then a couple people went Miami because there's locked on Thursday. So they got lucky with that, but nah, we we couldn't dodge that bullet that was coming, Chad. The big big upset weekend. You just got to stick to your guns. It it hurts. It's painful losing that money on the Jaguars every week. But now I'm sitting up in a profit because I kept believing in the numbers. So I felt like that was a good humbling week for both of us in many ways, Chad. Well, it was also frustrating because I believe in our contest, we went one and four. We are a duo that loves underdogs. This is a week where underdogs, I think, covered 10 of 13 games, including the Monday night game. Yet the underdogs we chose... We're the only three that lost. The Eagles lost. The Texans didn't cover. The Niners we had as underdogs, they didn't come close. Like Carolina. I mean, good Lord. That's a special kind of bad luck, bad decision-making capped by a disgusting game last night. And it's definitely on me where I'm – I'm all I think about is trying to get us the best of the number and it's killing us. It's literally killing us this season where I love the Vikings. And when we talked about, it, I had a pro reach out to me. Yeah. Pretty much told me it was one of his biggest bets of the year. This guy never reached out to me. So he had six and a half in Minnesota. We had six in the contest. So I didn't take it. I love Minnesota. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'd be able to talk you into it, but in the contest, it was 14. I wanted 14 and a half as if that's even relevant. It's brutal. I mean, we talk all the time. It's an information business. I had gotten word that Kyler Murray might have been out. So I've been pounding the 49ers all week. So, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, I got to back up against them with the Cowboys. Irrelevant. That hurt. We're, we're get out of it, buddy. Usually on Tuesday mornings when we've had a week like this, I am dreading having to have a conversation about betting again. And after we, we talk through it, I always feel better after talking to you because you do this at a level that is obviously much greater than I do. And to hear positivity in your voice and to know that you haven't been leveled or at least you've recovered in the past 36 hours, it makes me feel optimistic. We talk all the time, though. You look, you don't look year to year, month to month, week to week. You're looking five years to 10 years. How much money you make five years, 10 years. It's just like in this, we talk all the time about the stock market. You, you can't look week to week, month to month. I mean, it sucks. I know that it's going to turn a corner. It's just things are not going our way. But it's a long-term game. You just you can't just think about what happened this week, what happened last week. That's why, as much as it hurts, I still have faith that we're going to turn around and have a good chance of winning this contest just because I know that eventually it's going to flip. Let's get to it. Let's get back on the horse. Baltimore Ravens at Miami Dolphins. The Ravens are visiting the Dolphins. The Dolphins are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. We've got a classic matchup here. We've got a big home dog getting the hook. Big number on a Thursday night. I would have loved if the Ravens would have lost that game against the Vikings. This would be such a nice spot to take them. Um, but now we have to go the other way. This line's been bumped yeah. up so much. Seven and a half. They're giving us a nice little hook there. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe they're sucking us in. But I, I like that number a lot with this Ravens team. Again, he's out of this world, Lamar. Can they do it again in a short week coming off that kind of emotional win? Now traveling down to Miami. I don't know. And I saw some really interesting stat that Miami has been great as a big home dog 
I don't know, Chad. I don't know if they'll be one of our five, even though I've been really good on these Thursdays. How can you not take the seven and a half where Miami, I don't know what the deal is with Tua. That was a weird situation. They had him on the bench, but didn't play him. Like he was their number two quarterback, but they just started Brissett because of his finger injury. So I'll hold off and see what the deal is, but it's most likely going to be Brissett in this start. So it's, um, it's a little scary to be back in it. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that game, to be honest. It's not going to be one of our okay. five. I think the Dolphins are the right side because of the hook, um, but no discernible edge. This next game, though. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Washington football team. The Buccaneers are nine and a half point favorites on the road right now. They have not been a road team. The Washington football team defensively improving a little bit. This to me is, is an automatic. If I'm not feeling the weight of the past several weeks, I'm looking at this and it's just, it's clear as day. Take the Washington football team plus nine and a half. This is my Simon Says bet. There we go. When Simon Says do it, when Simon Says do it, we do what Simon Says. I, I want people to grab it now. I do. I would love to see it to get to 10. But I can just see professionals coming in on this number and betting it down. Everything Chad just said is true. This Washington team, they are terrible, no doubt. They've been improving. Their defense has been improving. The Buccaneers are just a different team on the road. For some reason, these teams can keep it close to them on the road, where at home they blow teams out. So we'll keep riding that trend. I, I've, I've, it's been good to us this season. I think it's 4-0 uh, or their own 4 ATS on the road, this Buccaneers team. So, yep. Let's go uh, Washington football team plus nine and a half at home. says bet the Washington football team. I saw that and it's rare that like with the second game on the board, you immediately feel that way. But I did. I felt it. Yeah. I mean, you knew you knew right away, though. You saw that number. You go everyone in the world's going to be betting this this Bucks team, especially the fact they're coming off a loss, coming off a bye. They're, they're going to be the most public team, in my opinion, this week. Detroit Lions. At Pittsburgh Steelers. Everyone in the world is also going to be betting the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus nine against the visiting Detroit Lions. Everyone except for us, because we are betting the Detroit Lions. Detroit! Really? You love it that much? Don't you? I mean, I like it, but at the same time, eh, eh, Detroit. I hate it. I hate betting them, but no, but give me like a legit reason why you don't like it. Why, why is this game any Pittsburgh defense? It's pretty simple. Pittsburgh defense at home. There ain't no Justin Fields lineup across the field. There's no dynamic uh, playmaker. I mean, I guess you could say Swift is the dynamic playmaker for this Detroit team, but man, Pittsburgh's defense is so good. Everything that happened last night was just about how the bears can run it down your throat and get the, get out in space with Justin Fields. That's why like that was such a difference like that that was just incredible last night that bears team did but this detroit team i I just can't have faith in them against really good defenses it it feels like the games they're able to stay in are against teams that you know they have a lot of weaknesses like they do where i look at this pittsburgh team that's fair they shouldn't be like i get why they shouldn't be fair by this many points because their offense is so bad but you're giving me this defense at home outdoors against jared golf i'm gonna take this pittsburgh team every time so you're on Detroit. I'm on Pittsburgh. We got we're a difference here. I think you're crazy. Like, <laughs> just if you just look at this number, we've got a team that just won dramatically in prime time 
against yeah, they didn't look good though. They should have lost against a win. Doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. The public isn't thinking about whether or not they looked good or if they should have lost. The public is only thinking about this is a team. The public's been Detroit. You know that, right? Yeah. Go to your action app. You're a square right now. You're on a square dog. I'm just guessing the public's going to come on Detroit. I am right. Yeah. There we go. Fuck me. (laughs) No, it felt like that was going to be a trap. That, like, I just think Pittsburgh didn't play that great last night. So I, I feel like the public will be on whoever's going against them. But. No, we can we can just skip it, bro. You're on the other side. I'm on the other side. That's how it goes sometimes. God damn it. Listen, last week, this next game. Cleveland Browns at New England Patriots. The Browns are one and a half point underdogs right now. The Patriots are fucking with our heads. We have been going against them for a few weeks. Keep thinking you're getting ripped in the Twitter sphere because you keep saying Mac Jones isn't anything special. And then they keep winning. 10 we touchdowns, center, seven interceptions of Mac Jones. Yeah, he's special. Waiting defensive, on that one. Defensive much? I, <laughs> I, I know I can trigger you by just saying the Twitter sphere is against you. Um, but look, we've been against the Patriots the past couple of weeks. We're wrong on them. We originally liked the Bengals at minus two and a half, but then our thinking evolved, even though they stayed as my uh scooch roulette pick last week so i lost you got an early lean here i don't, I don't have a great read on this i get i guess my instinct is take the very 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 short home favorite yeah that's how i felt when i like first when i saw this line pop up it, my instincts were good just go patriots here bears i mean not bears browns had a huge emotional win in division i mean that was i, I feel like that's what sucks about this show is we said we like Cincy. And then as soon as Darren told us that 99% of the money at FanDuel Sportsbook or one of the sportsbooks was bet on um, Cincinnati, I mean, you both said to each other, okay, now we have to bet. We have to go bet the Browns because that's just, that's the rarest of rare opportunities where a book has that much money coming in on one side and they haven't changed the number at all. Um, that was like a dead giveaway. So that hurt. But looking at this week, how can we not take the Patriots at home? I, I have been fading them for good reason. I just did not believe in Mac Jones. Uh, still don't. But it looks like Patriots defense has kind of figured this thing out. Bill's got the guys playing at a really high level right now. It's back-to-back road wins that, yeah, you can say what you want, that Mac did have some big key moments. It's really been about this defense. Um, coming home against Baker, it's hard not to take – this Patriots team, but I'm with you that it's, it's a little scary where I can see both sides. So maybe I'll need a little bit more time to see where this number settles at. But you know, if this gets up to plus three with Cleveland, we'd probably end up being on Cleveland, but as it sits right now with this number at minus one, minus one and a half, I would take the Patriots. Look, it's not just the Patriots defense. It's the Patriots offensive line and what they're doing with the running game. Yeah. I mean, again, take away the pick six last week. What? How many points did they have? They had 24 total points. Take away a pick six. Uh, I don't know. They're all right. Like, their offense has been all right. It's uh, it's just hard for me to get so hyped up about Mac Jones where it's like his numbers are – they're nothing special. He's just been a really good game manager. So, I'm not, I'll try not to shit on him anymore. But you know my feelings about Mac Jones. It's hard for you to hide them. <laughs> he is what he is. Jacksonville Jaguars. At Indianapolis Colts. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who broke our hearts, who found a way to force 8,000 turnovers 
on their side of the field against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, Matt Mitchell's beloved Buffalo Bills. I mean, what the fuck? This guy, like the fumbles, they just get, they gave that game away. They gave it away. They fucking gave that game away. It was, it was disgusting and dispiriting to watch that game. Jaguars are 10 and a half point dogs. Give me the Colts. This is a no brainer. Go. Yep. Same page. You, you take the Colts here. The Jaguars, they did nothing last week good, but all they did was have a guy named Josh Allen on their own team. That was just the game record of game records. I believe he had a sack, a fumble recovery, and a pick. Incredible. I feel like that was a definition of a football game where it's like nothing in that game makes sense. If you can go back and watch it, none of it makes sense. That was just a bizarre game where we've been talking about Josh Allen has not looked right this this season. That was like a combination of everything. He just could not get it right in that game. He, he literally reverted back to what he was doing as a rookie, like stupid passes, overthinking things. His, his feet were always shuffling. Like he wouldn't set them before he was throwing. Really bad. The Jaguars team offense did nothing to impress me. I mean. Trevor Lawrence, we talked coming into the year, like I did not like his situation coming into the season with this Jaguars team, but I saw the talent. I said, if they have good coaching, maybe they'll be able to make it good for him. He's regressed so much in so many different ways. Like it's third and five. I feel like this kid can't complete the pass. Uh, it's bad. So you're giving me a Colts team, an extended rest that can run a ball down the throat of this Jaguars team. I love the Colts, especially with the extended rest here. Um, Scary, it's 10 and a half. I would like it better if it was at 10 or maybe a little under. Because we saw last week with that Jets team, they had two different quarterbacks that were driving up and down the field on this Colts defense. Maybe we can just chalk it up to being a short a short week, and that's why their Colts defense was so bad. But that that's the only pause with not taking this as one of our picks at 10 and a half because that, that Colts defense looked bad. I think that was an anomaly. I think you're coming off an incredibly physical game against the Titans short week. This is a much better spot for them. They know the Jags. The Jags are a terrible team. This is a get healthy week after 10 days off. Jonathan Taylor runs for 5,500 yards in a game. Uh, the Colts are a smash spot. Smash it. Atlanta Falcons at Dallas Cowboys. The Falcons are visiting the Cowboys this week. They are currently nine point underdogs. I loved the Falcons last week against the Saints. On Sunday morning, I said to you, why not the Falcons plus six? You told me you had too much on the Saints. You couldn't bet against yourself. I'm like, we're a Falcons podcast. How are we not taking the Falcons plus six against God knows who's playing quarterback? Now the Falcons are plus nine against the Cowboys. What is happening? Why am I taking all these big favorites? I, I have this rated at 10. So I technically have to take Dallas here, but I don't want to. But apparently the public is overrating Atlanta a little bit. So it's off by a point to me. I'll be on Dallas coming into this game as long as it stays under 10. Well, it's interesting. The bets that the, the Cowboys are the wise guy favorite here. Really? Yeah. The public's on the uh, Falcons. The money is on the Cowboys. I mean, it makes sense. I, I feel like they're looking at it the same way as me. It's Dallas. Yeah, they were awful last week. Um, the biggest weakness to them looked like it's their run defense. I mean, the Denver was picking up five to eight yards a clip every time they're running on first down. 
Atlanta ain't built that way. Atlanta doesn't move the ball on the ground. They move it through the air. So it, it, it does go towards what Cowboys defend well. They defend the pass game well. So I'm going to gonna end up on the Cowboys here, but it's going to be hard to convince you to take a nine-point favorite, Chad. I, I just can't see you taking it with me. I don't know. Like I would take the I would take the you don't hate Colts. It? I don't yeah. hate it. I, I feel like I feel like this is the exact right time to do it because of what you just said, right? If we're if I forget about everything that has happened to us, if I forget about the trauma of the past couple of weeks and I get out of my head, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking the Falcons big win against a really good defense, the Cowboys getting blown out at home with Dak coming back. Like this is the exact spot where you should play the Cowboys. You've got an overinflated, underinflated scenario. And I agree that like, this is where the Cowboys defense matches up well versus the Broncos. It wasn't a great matchup for them. So I kind of like the Cowboys here. In fact, I've just talked myself into making it one of their top five. Boom. It's interesting now. Very, oh my God. Cause now it's interesting. We've got a Washington football team that we love. Got a Pats Browns game that we're keeping an eye on. And we got a Cowboys game minus minus nine or minus 10 that we love. If this game gets to 10, what do you think? You still like it? I, I just wouldn't touch it. But if it got up to like 10 and a half, 11, then I'd come back in on the other side of the land. I do think this has got a key number with the 10. So that's why at nine, I'm, I'm on I'm on this Cowboys team because I had this at 10. Okay. New Orleans Saints at Tennessee Titans. The Saints are three-point dogs here visiting the Titans. You love it. I love the Saints. Yeah, let's go. Foxhole, baby. All right, we're in the Foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. No one else is going to join us here. Everyone hated what they saw from the Saints last week. People got burned. I loved what I saw from them in the second half. It just seemed like the first half they they slept walk. And the, the Atlanta came out. I believe they got a touchdown right before the end of the half. So they just had a big cushion. Saints came all the way back, took a lead. And then Matt Ryan, he's been clutch this year at the end of games. He, he really – Called up a nice play, hit Quidell Patterson down the sideline for a long play, and they end up winning the game on a field goal. Now, the Saints team, I don't know what to really think about Trevor Simeon, but I knew it kind of worked. Like, their offense, it kind of works what they're doing with them. Um, they're, they're doing smart stuff where they're having quick quick passes by him. If he really needs help, he's got Kamara out of the backfield. Tennessee, I did not see this coming. I mean, this run they're on right now these last five weeks – um, crazy. The amount of money I've lost to going against them. I got a little bit of back taking their seven and a half against the Rams. That was more about me fading Stafford. I didn't touch their money line because I did not see Tennessee winning this game because I said, I thought to myself, how are they going to, you know, close this game out? They have no Derrick Henry to like just wear this defense out to end this game. They didn't need them. Their defense stiff stepped up. Stafford turned back into a pumpkin and just fell apart in that game. Tennessee is getting hyped now. Everyone's all in. They think they're the number one team in the AFC. They think it doesn't matter they lost Derrick Henry. Man, people are all in on this team. Perfect time to come in and take this Saints team. You're getting plus three right now. I think we'll be able to get three and a half, too, if it keeps going up. Uh, people are going to keep betting this Tennessee side. So I'll grab the three now that it's there, but I'll grab it even more if it gets up three and a half. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that we're in the foxhole. I love taking the Saints. All right, so now our Simon says is Washington football team plus nine and a half. 
Our foxhole is Saints plus three. Betting means doing bad things. This is not the podcast where we are going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, we take some dogs and we take some big favorites, Chad. We're all over the place. We're going to tell you what you need to hear. Buffalo Bills at New York Jets. This is a 13-point spread right now. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I mean, Mike White, this guy looks great. I, he, that's why I can't believe he's coming back. He should just retire after that first drive he had against the Colts. Like people are all in on him. I want him as my as my backup at least on my team. Like this guy looks like a quarterback. The Bills are reeling. Uh, I, usually, I'd be on the Bills in a bounce back spot here. I don't want to fade Mike White. Like if they if he would have played that full game against the Colts, I have no doubt the Jets are going to cover that ten and a half. Like that kid drove right down the field, no problem. His opening drive. So it, it sounds like they're going to sit Zach Wilson another week. It's going to be Mike White again. I, 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 we're going to get burned somehow, aren't we, by being all, all in on this guy. But at 13 and a half points, give me that cushion. Even at 13 points, I'm still happy with the numbers. So this stays above 12 and a half, stays above 10. All those key numbers, I, I love taking this Jets team. Yeah, this doesn't even feel like a Mike White play to me as much as it just feels like the Jets are showing some resiliency, especially at home. When we've backed the Jets in the biggest ways, it's been in these spots. Yeah, at it's home. Been against, it's been in games where it's been against the Titans at home. It was against the Bengals at home. This, to me, feels like the exact spot where they end up doing what we think they can do, which is cover. No, you're exactly right. We. We, and like we had to keep going with it. It's been good to us. So that's that's I didn't even think about that. We we have to be on the Jets now. They've been nothing but great to us at home. I think the only letdown game they had for us was against the Patriots at home. Every other game they've pretty much been in it. Yeah. And who doesn't have letdown games against Mac Jones? He's amazing. <laughs> I mean, even you can admit that he's probably one of the best quarterbacks to come out of the draft in the past 10 years. It's like Patrick Mahomes, Mike White, and Mac Jones. Those are probably the three best quarterbacks. No, it brought me great, Joey. The Patriots fans are back to their old ways, defending a dirty player like Mac Jones on Twitter after oh my cheap God. shot of Listen Burns. To Listen to you. <laughs> that is great. Minnesota Vikings at Los Angeles Chargers. The Vikings are two and a half point dogs. This game opened at three. Two really hard teams to get a read on right now. Yeah, we pass. I, like It's not yeah. a great number. I'm on the Chargers and the simple fact that this is a good number for them, but I can't do it. At any moment, this Vikings team can turn it on. That's the worst part. Like last week when I bet on Minnesota, what was it, a kick return they got to start the second half? Yeah, they were up and 24-10. The, and they Something didn't like score that. again until the last minute of the half. Like, it doesn't make sense how the Vikings can be such a dominant, good offense and then just disappear for two quarters. So uh, um, I still don't love what I've seen from the Chargers, but in this position, I guess I'm on the Chargers, but this, this will most definitely not be one of our top picks. The Vikings are in every single game until they lose every single game. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel terrible for their fan base. They, they've been by far the most disappointing team this year. It is hurtful. It is hurtful oh, to watch the them. It's stunning. It's stunning to see their collapse. It's stunning to see them lose the way they lose. You got to wonder sort of 
is this a coaching thing at this point? Is it something Mike Zimmer can't get them over the hump on? I'm people want them fired. I, I can't hate them because their defense has been awful. And that's Mike. That's apparently supposed to be Mike Zimmer's specialty. And they had great defense yeah. all these years. He was there last two, three years. They've just have not been good. And they have not drafted well either. So I, I would not, if I was a Vikings fan, I wouldn't want him fired. But as someone on the outside looking in, I get it. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook who want you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. For example, this Thursday, I'm considering the Dolphins plus the points, the over, and Jacoby Brissett rushing yards over. I love betting here in Connecticut with FanDuel because I was verified quickly. They have America's number one rated sportsbook app, and I know their payouts are fast and secure. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? They are also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code favorites. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code favorites. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals who are unbeatable. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. doesn't matter who's playing receiver. doesn't matter who's playing running back. This team with Cliff Kingsbury as coach is roaring, flying, I should say, in November. They are hosting the Panthers. Cardinals are 10-point favorites. I got so much to say right now, Simon. Sam Darnold, oh my God. He's awful. Wow. The fact that like the Panthers gave up Teddy Bridgewater, traded for Darnold when they when, when they got a, pick. When they've got a great coach. And like, why is he letting this happen? You gotta question everybody's judgment in the Panthers organization when they're allowing themselves to put their future in Sam Darnold's hands. I'm right there with him though. Like if you go back and watch this kid in college, his footwork, his quick release, like he was so good and he was so young coming out. I think he, when he was drafted, he was 20 years old by the Jets. Um, it's over. He's awful. Like his decision-making, everything he does is just bad. It's stupid. His, like, his footwork is sloppy now. His reads are terrible. That was a silver platter game. And like people said, he sees ghosts against the Patriots. He really did like his interceptions. He was throwing it to 
guys who are double covered and he's just putting it right to the guy underneath in the coverage. It was awful to watch. So uh, I will be on the Panthers, but I'm not going to make you bet it. But my hope is that Sam Darnold's hurt and it's PJ Walker and quarterback because with McCaffrey back, um, again, the Arizona thing was brutal. Like I felt like I had great information knowing that Kyler was out and when Hopkins was out, it was just icing on the cake. It was like, wow, I got a really good number here and taking this 49ers team. Whew, that was that was a bad read by me. I mean, the Cardinals just beat them in every way. They beat them offensively, beat them defensively, beat them on special teams, everything. They dominated them. So the Cardinals, they're overrated right now. This line is propped up. They don't even know who the quarterback is, and this line's still 10. That, that's how, like, the public's saying, we don't care if it's Cole McCoy. That's how bad we think this Carolina team is. I'm on the other way where I think this defense is legit for Carolina. I'm going to keep banging that drum. I, I do think this Carolina's defense is legit. If you're giving P.J. Walker running this offense, not throwing three picks in a game, they're going to be able to keep it close. And 10 points is a lot of points. So I will be on Carolina, but I'm not betting it right now. I'm going to wait and see who the quarterback is first. Big Colt McCoy fan. Big, big Colt McCoy fan. Are you going Back to tell your Colt day. McCoy story again? Uh, have I told you the Colt McCoy story? I, I feel like anytime his name is mentioned, I've heard it, which I don't mind, Chad. I'm, I'm waiting. We're all waiting for it. Go ahead. Now I just feel like... You're one of my kids, and you're like, really? You're going to tell this story again? I do love it. You just talk about how you thought he was a professional because of it. That was my favorite thing. It was like your whole thing with Alex Smith, just a professional quarterback. Alex Smith, professional quarterback. 2009. <laughs> Me and my buddy, Chris Barrand, who now has a massive job at NBC News. We were editors at ESPN, the magazine. Our bosses said, we want to remake what the front of the magazine looks like. That first 20 pages, do something that's never been done. Let's reimagine the whole thing. Me and Chris go on an around the country boondoggle. And we just sort of use it as an excuse to go talk to people we think are interesting, cool, creative, might have ideas, get different perspectives on everything. We do everything from, we, we talk to a improv comedy troupe in New York called the Neo-Futurists. And we spoke to this sort of hip, cool ad agency. I forgot where they were. And Chris, who grew up in Austin, went to UT. At the time, the Longhorns had Colt McCoy. They were contending for national titles. He was a, going to be a senior, so he had just been an All-American at, uh, at UT. Me and Chris go down to UT. We sit in the athletic facility in Austin. We sit with Colt and one of their receivers. I can't remember, but he was good. And then he played in the NFL for a couple of years as a kick returner for the Bengals. And me and Chris and Colt, Colt McCoy gave us so many good ideas about how athletes think about media, how athletes think about stories. Could athletes contribute in different ways? He was amazing. I've loved him ever since. That's the story. Go Colt. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wait on some news here. Eagles, I, I don't feel badly. Like we've already got five games that we really like and we still got three games to go. Philadelphia Eagles at Denver Broncos. Another story I will tell Sunday morning. You said you want to put in the Raiders or you want to put in the Eagles after you told me we couldn't put in the Falcons. And I said, I don't want to put in the Raiders. You said, I want to put in the Eagles and I will not ask you to bet the Eagles again if they do not cover this game. You were two point away. If they would have missed that two-pointer on the Chargers, we would have covered that one and a half. But life decided otherwise. Uh, 
you take the Eagles here plus three. Denver coming off their biggest win of the season, blowout win. Public is all over them. The public hates the Eagles. We'll keep getting number value, even though Chad hates betting the Eagles. This, if you got three at your book right now, the Eagles, you just take that number. Um, the pros are going to bet that number down. So I'm not, I'm just I'm a man of my word. I'm not making you put it in because I can't do it either. I can't take it anymore. So I, I'm cool with passing on this one. You know, when we were in Philly uh, this past weekend, because we had to go to Philly, my kid broke his leg. He had surgery uh, at uh, Penn Presbyterian. I will say that everyone there was amazing. The the medical staff, the PT, the doctors, the nurses, they were all awesome. They all had the best Philly accents. You think <laughs> like a lot of people at UPenn, they weren't all Philly people, but there were so many Philly people and their accents were just amazing. And they talked about the Eagles and they were so excited for the Eagles Chargers game. And some of them were going to the game. Oh my God. It was just great. Yeah. No, right Penn, Penn's a great hospital, man. He did a great job. He's already walking around on his crutches and you know, he'll be fine. It's their John. They got a John. <laughs> yeah. This John, that John. Yeah. Love it. Oh my God. It was so good. Philly's a great town. Certain parts. Well, the drive I was making from Rittenhouse, our hotel in Rittenhouse Square to uh, <laughs> yes. up Market Street to UPenn uh, Presbyterian was just fantastic. Yeah, if you're in Center City or Rittenhouse Square, life is good in Philadelphia. It was, it was great. It was totally great. All right. Seattle Seahawks at Green Bay Packers. God, Aaron Rodgers, he's taking a beating, right? Well-deserved, by the way. He just seems like a douche. We've said this before. This is not a political statement about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> We've said from the beginning of the season, from when he came back and was like, people are only coming here for me. We've thought he was a douche from the beginning. This is you. Let the record show. This is Matt Mitchell and Chad. That's that's who think Aaron's a douche. I just think he's not a good person. I'm in that camp. Wait a second. You can be a not a good person, but not be a douche. Yeah, there's a certain type of douche. I'm with you, though. He he does have douche tendencies. um, That's for sure. But. I I love Aaron. Like I, he's one of these guys I watch in film. I love watching him play football. So I can't call him a douche. He's so smooth. Damn it. Yeah. I, again, he got shit on all week, and then came Sunday. Every Packers fan was like, "Holy shit, this guy can never leave us." Uh, after watching Jordan Love play, which is so typical of football fans, it's like the guy played in one game. Can't we give him a little bit of life here? I don't know. We're supposed to bet a game where we have Russell Wilson coming back from thumb surgery, and then Rodgers doesn't practice for two weeks. What the hell are we supposed to do with this one, Chad? Do we just pass? I would take the Seahawks. You would? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I can't do it. I, I, I probably lean towards Green Bay. I, I just think they're the better team. I think you have to in these cases. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play football, too. I can call him a douche and also think that as a quarterback, he's been kind of douchey. And if he wasn't <laughs> so vain, he might have won two or three more Super Bowls. No, not with Mike McCarthy. Come on. All right. Well, you can you and I can have different opinions. How about the Chiefs? <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs at Las Vegas Raiders. It's a great study in how lines have changed. The look ahead line on this was seven and a half. Now it's two and a half. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Chiefs are cooked. They suck. I rewatched that Green Bay game. Like, can you imagine just two years ago watching like the game film of the Chiefs offense right now? It, it's Mahomes looks lost. I think in fantasy right now, he's been QB 20 two weeks in a row, which, again, I know people hate fantasy football. That's more about his stats are that bad compared to all these other guys in the league. And it's not like he's been playing great, great defenses. So what do we do? We just we have to fade the Chiefs, right? They're broken. Las Vegas, that was a big letdown spot. Obviously, um, they have their, a lot of their own issues going on. 
this is a prime time. We, we, we usually take the Chiefs here. I wish it was still three and a half, maybe four. But the, the, part, the pros have just bet this all the way down now to two and a half. So still don't hate it, but I'm hoping it gets back to three. Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers. The Rams are four, four and a half point favorites on the road. In our life, we would always say automatic take Kyle Shanahan, and he continues to disappoint. As a favorite, though, that's the that's the key here. This man is awful as a favorite at home. We take him here as a dog at home. Uh, I understand everyone listening to this is out on the 49ers. I, too, was burned horribly by them last week, but I have to take him here. This is uh, way too many points in a divisional matchup. My only pause is... A lot of injuries for this 49ers team that have kind of been catching up to them on the defensive side. So their secondary is very, very vulnerable. But somehow Tennessee just shut down this Rams offense, and they have even more injuries, Tennessee, in their secondary. So it's hard not to take a plus four points where I think, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, this might have been minus three for the 49ers. Now it's moved seven points. Interesting. Interesting line movement. So I, I will be taking the 49ers here, but – as we sit here on Tuesday, I don't know if this is one of our best bets, but I know a couple of professionals who bet pretty big on this 49ers team. Really? Yeah, a couple of guys reached out to me on, um, what was that, Monday morning. They are just saying, like, what kind of bets I made Sunday night and Monday morning. I really hadn't done much. And two different guys told me they really loved the 49ers here. So I had to put it out there. Like, I, I had this number graded at, I think it was plus two uh, 49ers at home. Now it's up to four, so I see two points of line movement. These other pros I talked to, they had 49ers minus one. They have them favored in this matchup. So I think it's five points of line movement. So they're all over this number. I feel like we're telling the same story we did last week with this team. With well, the 49ers? Yeah. Great spot, power rated, huge value. You can't predict fumbles, line. buddy. I mean, they had two fumbles in their red zone. I mean, there, there are no systems to predict that. No. <laughs> that's just, that's just football, aren't. baby. Yeah. It's football. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the Chiefs had turnovers in the red zone. The Bills had turnovers in the red zone. The Niners had turnovers in the red zone. It was uh, disorienting to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite thing. My favorite saying ever, you, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that's just one of those classic things. It's like, you have it all mapped out perfectly and then they have a game to play. So it, it, that's how it goes, buddy. You know what else fucked me up this weekend was normally my 15 year old and I will watch all the games together on the uh, couch downstairs in the living room. But this weekend, because the older kid is home after the surgery, we brought him home on Saturday and like he's hobbling around on his crutches. He gets downstairs and somehow he ended up on the couch before anybody else. He fucking commandeered the TV. So my younger son and I were relegated to sort of the playroom area. <laughs> and I think it fucked up our mojo. I good because I wanted to blame you because I did. Uh, I wouldn't watch some. I wouldn't watch the game with someone on Sunday, and I literally told them I'm never going to watch a game with them ever again. Like I was <laughs> like, you are shunned. <laughs> so, Mush. Whoever yeah. you watch the game with is a fucking cooler. Let's break it down. Scoot on, Thur oh, okay. on Thursday. On Thursday, we're going to talk about the Washington football team plus nine and a half. That's our Simon says bet. We're going to keep an eye on the Browns and the Pats. Pats currently minus one. We're going to keep an eye on the Jags and the Colts. Colts are minus 10 and a half. 
We're going to keep an eye on the Cowboys, who are currently minus nine against the Falcons. We love, we're going to the Foxhole on the Saints, plus three against the Titans. I might be able to convince you at the Jets plus 13 against the Bills. We're also keeping our eyes open for Las Vegas plus two and a half against the Chiefs. Niners plus four and a half. These lines are going to move, folks. So if you like what we're saying now, you might want to take a little taste before Thursday, because on Thursday is when we will talk a little bit more about the market moves, injury updates, how what we've seen in the past 48 hours impacts our thinking heading into the weekend. I've named our foxhole. I've named our Simon Says. We have to do scooch roulette. Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play scooch roulette. <laughs> Washington football team plus nine and a half, baby. Woohoo! Yeah, I like that one too. I thought you were going to go with some favorite. Like, I kind of want to go Cowboys and just shock the whole system of everyone that listens to this, but shock the world, baby. Muhammad Ali, this you're going to I need a win. Them. So, I got to go with what I think is the layup this week. We'll go with the Saints plus three. It feels too good to be true. All righty. I've made a note. You were on the Saints for Scooch Roulette plus three. I'm on the Washington football team, plus nine and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are playing the Titans. Thursday, we'll talk about the Moneyline Parlay. We'll narrow down the field a little bit more. All right. Week nine. Week nine. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. We will be back on Thursday. Download from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.